Welcome to the Pearl of Great Price podcast. Thanks for joining us today. It's August the 13th. Well, on this day in Christian history, we go back to the year 1903. We travel to Dublin in Ireland, where the novelist and poet James Joyce returned from his studies in Paris when his mother was diagnosed with cancer. Fearing for her son's impiety, his mother had tried unsuccessfully to get Joyce to make his confession and to take communion. She finally passed into a coma and died on August the 13th, and Joyce refused to kneel with other members of the family praying at her bedside. Joyce is now considered to be one of the most influential writers of the early 20th century. He's best known for the book Ulysses, published in 1922, but also the short story collection Dubliners, and the novels A Portrait of the Artist as a Young Man and Finnegan's Wake. His family were middle class, and both his parents were Catholic. His mother in particular was extremely devout, but Joyce rejected Catholicism very early on. My mind rejects the whole present social order and Christianity, home, the recognised virtues, classes of life and religious doctrines. Six years ago I left the Catholic Church, hating it most fervently. I found it impossible for me to remain in it on account of the impulses of my nature. I made secret war upon it when I was a student and I declined to accept the positions it offered me. By doing this I made myself a beggar, but I retained my pride. Now I make open war upon it by what I write and say and do. He had excelled as a student at the Jesuit schools of Clongos and Belvedere and then at University College Dublin and often spoke positively about his experience of Jesuit education. There's some scholarly debate about whether he reconciled to his faith during his life, as it became such a central part of his work. Some scholars argued that he never really left it. Somewhat cryptically, in an interview after completing Ulysses, in response to the question, when did you leave the Catholic Church? Joyce answered, that's for the Church to say. He carried on attending Catholic Mass and Orthodox Divine Liturgy, especially during Holy Week, purportedly for aesthetic reasons. And his sister noted his Holy Week attendance and that he did not seek to dissuade them. One friend reported that Joyce cried secret tears upon hearing Jesus' words on the cross. And another suggested that he was a believer at heart because of his frequent attendance at church. T.S. Eliot believed that he saw between the lines of Joyce's work the outlook of a serious Christian, and that beneath the veneer of the work lied the remnant of a Catholic belief and attitude. However, when he died at the young age of 58, and the arrangements for his burial were being made, a Catholic priest offered a religious service, which Joyce's wife Norris declined, saying, I couldn't do that to him. One of his biographers, Andrew Gibson, 
argued that Joyce remained a Catholic intellectual, if not a believer, since his thinking remained hugely influenced by his cultural background, even though he claimed to live apart from that culture. His relationship with religion was complex and not easily understood, even perhaps by himself. He acknowledged the debt he owed to his early Jesuit education. And Joyce told the sculptor, Auguste Souter, that from his Jesuit education he had learned to arrange things in such a way that they had become easy to survey and to judge. Best known for Ulysses, chronicling the appointments and encounters of the itinerant Leopold Bloom in Dublin in the course of an ordinary day on the 16th of June 1904. Ulysses was the Latinized name of Odysseus, the hero of Homer's epic poem, The Odyssey. And the novel establishes a series of parallels between the poem and the novel with structural correspondences between the characters and the experiences of Bloom and Odysseus, Molly Bloom and Penelope, and Stephen Dedalus and Telemachus. It also explores Dublin and their relationship, Ireland's relationship with Britain. The book has attracted controversy and scrutiny, most notably an obscenity trial in the United States in 1921, which led to a flourishing of sales. The novel's stream of consciousness technique and experimental prose, replete with puns, parodies and allusions, as well as a rich characterization and a broad humour, have led it to be regarded as one of the greatest literary works in history. And Joyce fans worldwide now celebrate the 16th of June as Bloomsday. Troubled with problems for his eyes towards the end of his life, he travelled frequently to Switzerland in the 1930s for eye surgery and for treatments for his daughter Lucia, who according to Joyce suffered from schizophrenia. Lucia was analysed by Carl Jung at the time, who, after reading, reading Ulysses, is said to have concluded that her father had schizophrenia. Jung said that she and her father were two people heading to the bottom of a river, except that Joyce was diving and Lucia sinking. Lucia, who was briefly romantically involved with Samuel Beckett, who was a close friend of the Joyce family, until he rejected Lucia and married someone else. Joyce returned to Zurich in the late 1940s, fleeing the Nazi occupation of France, and he used his contacts to help some 16 Jews escape Nazi persecution. That's all from the Pearl of Great Price today. Join us tomorrow if we can as we look at the remarkable life and the death of Maximilian Colby. For this year's archive of podcasts, visit www.pogp.net. And if you'd like to give any feedback, you can email us on pogppod.gmail.com. If you have time, please subscribe and share the podcast with friends and have a lovely day wherever you are. And thanks for listening.